Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Listen, I'm too good a person. I'm too good a person to bring things up that I have, might have a grievance with in our lives. I'm too good a person. Oh, I'm going to turn the headphones up right up here. Okay. So, and I won't do it. I won't do it. I'm, I'm, I would never say that you're a person who sometimes hands things off to me that are set to become problems that where you put the timer on so that it will self-destruct when I'm into it. So, for instance... With not thinking the big picture, I would never suggest that you do that ever. Like, for instance, today, make sure my headphones seem kind of low. For instance, today, mm-hmm. um, I put the trash out last night, the, the big container out last night. Mm-hmm. And then today, you, because you're waiting for it to arrive up here again, up to the top of the driveway again, you emptied the trash, the kitchen trash bag, and put that outside. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, it was then rained into. Okay. Endlessly. Catastrophically. So I'm just saying, so, so I, I'm, I'm asking you, and I like you very much, and I think you're <laughs> generally a good person. I'm asking you just to try to think of the... I didn't know it was going to rain. I understand. I understand. The trash was full. And I understand. the bag out. I understand, but it's at that point, while you're going out and you see, okay, so my options now are to leave it right outside or leave it right inside or go get the trash thing and bring it up and then put it inside there. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying there's always silverbacks that are coming to harm you. Okay. And always assume, I'm just, Alice, when I catch my heart attack, you're going to need to know this stuff. <laughs> I mean... A lot of times, I'm rushing between meetings. I I'm know making you are. the kids breakfast. I'm I here. Understand. I'm there. I didn't have a spot to put it. I didn't have time to run and get it. Things were happening. Things, stuff was going on. I had to get our daughter out to softball camp this morning. Like mm-hmm. a lot of things were happening this morning. Just so you know. I understand. This is a teachable moment. <laughs> Thank I'm. You. 
asking you for help. That's. A, I thought your problem was with my garlic I was eating. That's another thing. That's another thing we'll go to. <laughs> okay. That's not a problem. I mean, it's fine. I mean, do you, you're eating a bowl of roasted garlic. Well, I mean, I, mean, I was nibbling might, a few might, pieces before I put it in my salad that I made myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, you were when I saw you were eating a bowl of roasted garlic. That's fine. But we've already got one of me in the house, Alice. I don't necessarily think we should duplicate that. Garlic is super healthy and not fattening at all. Okay, that's right. And it's known to smell uh, wonderful for hours and days on end. That's fine. I'm not complaining. That's fine. I I respect that, obviously. (laughs) Obviously. I mean... It's immune boosting. I would like to see you once in a while. People take garlic as a supplement. Alice, I know. But most people don't eat a bowl of garlic. It's just true. I wasn't eating the bowl. I was making myself a salad and I had the bowl of garlic that I roasted and I ate a piece or two before I put it in my salad. I don't get why I'm under attack here. You're certainly not under attack. I am under attack. That's not that's not under attack whatsoever. I'm just you know, it's fine. So so here's my other thing. <laughs> There's three things today. Have you completed your homework for Awaken One Eighty? Not yet. Why not? Because I've been working and stuff. All right. Well, you're going to need My to... job is more than four hours a day. I'm just saying. Well, so is mine. <laughs> I know. But it's generally... it's, it's But my job problem. has more than four yeah. hours somebody, of like actually needing to be on. If somebody is hiring for e-commerce-y stuff for, like, let's say, a couple of hundred thousand dollars, please hire Alice. She's available. Um, <laughs> so here's my thing. So we're going to do Awaken 180. I think. Who knows? So this is like, Alice... Are you allowed to say this yet, even? I don't know. But I'm saying it any... But so this is you need to know that this is like um like you know the movie Green Card where we need to get be we need to be fibbing consistently together about our bad habits. Okay, I don't think garlic is going to be on their list of things that you can't have. Yes, I realize that. <laughs> I realize that. But I think drinking is. As a matter of fact, <laughs> true. I know drinking is. I know. So let's make sure we're nice and consistent with our fibbing. They're going to know we're lying regardless. I think we should be consistent with not drinking when we're on it. Yes. Okay. That's fine. But let's going in, Alice, we need to make sure that we don't set off flags. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, very much. The questionnaire thing that I did today was very interesting. Very interesting. It asks you if you've got all these like physical ailments. Uh, have they been diagnosed? It's like most of them I assume I have, but they just haven't been diagnosed. Like I don't, I haven't gotten it checked, you know. Um, but anyway, it's it, we we talked to these. I talked to the page who started the company, and she is so. And obviously, we're fibbing about the. But anyway, she's uh, very interesting, and I think it's really going to happen. I think we're going to be doing a thing soon, and I'm excited about that. You think we're going to be skinny? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but I, I can tell you one thing by doing yard work every day and like today too, getting really, I was like really in there. It, like I was where the ticks don't go in the, in the deep brush, pulling bittersweet and this crap up. It's a lot of exercise. It really is. Mm-hmm. And so like, I like the idea of maybe if we can just drastically change our everyday experience and the kids could help if they learn to like do the dishes, which they almost did this morning. Then the operation seems to have stopped. James and uh, James unloaded the dishwasher this morning. I know, but he was loading it then, but that got uh. something happened there. <clears throat> but so, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that we can get something done too. Because remember, then we got we're seeing our cousins in November. I can't be the fattest one. 
I don't know if any of them is going to be fatter than you. I hate to tell you. No, I'll be the fattest cousin. But, I mean, it's a a horse race between me and my brother, probably. Mm. So, you know, so that... And he's gotten in pretty good shape, actually. Yeah, he has. Yeah, this is not great. (sighs) This is not great what's happening here. (laughs) So what's going on in the world? Abby B? Oh, lots of things. Lots of things. Uh, We didn't even get to that much stuff yesterday because there was so much going on. And, you know... We mostly did an expose on Katie Tur for our mm-hmm. show yesterday. Um, but a variety of things are happening. Uh, Jill just got done visiting Massachusetts. <laughs> Jill Biden. She did. She was actually right down the street from us in Andover, mm-hmm. apparently. Where in Andover? Do you know? I'm curious what the... it was at a, No, but it was at a fancy fun, rich people fundraiser. I assume so. so. Yeah. Country club or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, mostly she complained that things, life hasn't been fair to Joe Biden. Right. Um, she said that the president has had so many hopes and plans for the things he wanted to do, but every time you turn around, he had to address the problems of the moment. Uh, Biden also announced she expects to meet next week with the first lady of Ukraine, blah, blah, blah. She noted gun violence, the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision, the war in Ukraine, as problems the president did not anticipate. He's just had so many things thrown his way, she said. Who would have now, ever... Did, the, did this president, Joe Biden, ever criticize a Republican president for not handling things they did not uh, participate, participate, participate? Anticipate. Anticipate. Well, has he ever been critical of Republicans? I would say he possibly was critical of Trump's handling of COVID. Yes, I would say so. Didn't anticipate. How dare she? Who's writing this crap for them? It's so moronic. They can't say. You can't send her out to say this stuff. God, it's so stupid. Reassure us, Doctor Jill. Reassure us things are fine. Well, he didn't anticipate this stuff, guys. This has really been hard for us. <coughs> He's just had so many things thrown his way, she said. Who would have ever thought about what happened with Roe v. Wade? Well, maybe we saw it coming, but we still didn't believe it. The gun violence in this country is somebody, absolutely appalling. Somebody killed the Keystone Pipeline and <laughs> limited offshore drilling. We didn't and- see the war in Ukraine coming. Biden said that she, too, felt hamstrung in her role as first they lady. They actually kind of did see the war in Ukraine coming. They were yeah. saying it pretty much at the beginning of his administration. Right. Yeah. Um, Biden said that she, too, felt hamstrung in her role as first lady and had been unexpectedly pulled in other directions from the course she initially intended. I was saying to myself, OK, I was second lady. I worked on community colleges. I worked on military families. I've worked on cancer. They were supposed to be my areas of focus. But then when we got to the White House, I had to be with all that was happening. The first lady of the moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's telling her to say this? She's a, she, she's been pulled in so many directions. Nobody wants her pulled in their direction. Like, you literally, you can go work on military families and community colleges. Like, you don't have to weigh in on any of this stuff. I think, I expected to be the first lady of Utopia. But things are happening everywhere. My God, it's such an entitled thing to say. It really is. Um, and it tells you, actually, if she was not prepared, that he was not prepared. Yeah, that no, it tells you, I think that she pushed him into running. And they thought it would be easy, like being vice president. Where you just show up at events and people are happy to see you and you hold the big scissors at the ribbon cutting right. and it's a good time. You know, like there's no, the, there was no pressure in the Obama White House on Biden in particular, really. Right. I mean, like people made fun of his gaffes and whatever. No, but that, that was actually a perfect role for him. 
Fight VP yeah. is a perfect role for a guy like yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah, because there's no real responsibility over No, you can blow hot air all over the place and attaboy people, backslap yeah. and, you know, be adamant about stuff. And No, absolutely. Yeah, but I think it's very telling, like, that she said that in there that, um, like, oh, back when I was the second lady, I did all this stuff. And, like, now it's not the same. Yeah, because there's real responsibilities this time. Like, sorry. And Joe Biden is useless. And he doesn't know how to handle any of it. Uh, she's frustrated about Roe v. Wade. She thinks uh, people should think about doing more than protesting. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. So many young girls, my own grandchildren included, went up to the Supreme Court in March. And I said, okay, good for you, but what are you going to do next? You feel good about yourself because you voiced your opinion, but what are you going to do next? What's your plan? I don't know what that's supposed to mean either. But she's mad. She's mad at Joe Manchin killing the climate bill she's i mean like but what a bunch of grievance driven people talk about whatever hillary clinton said about clarence thomas that he's a person of grievance like the biden's are people of grievance everything is not their fault not their problem how could this happen to us i also alice never remotely remotely spoke to my grandmother about abortion that was not a thing that... She we, didn't tell you to get out in March? No. I mean, anything like... I mean, what the... F hey, honey, well, guess what? Your right to do this grisly act if things get bad for you is going to be a little bit more difficult depending on where you live. So make sure... Th what kind of conversations are you people having with people? <laughs> Just be a grandmother for frig's sake. Yeah, Democrats are weird people, though. They, I mean, like, I guess if that's how they talk about things, if that's what they're talking to the kids about, about uh, that, um, you know, and... And by the way, by the way, the reason that he has a 30% approval rating is because he didn't get out and do anything about the road decision. Right. The left was begging him, okay, you've got six weeks. Pull a rabbit out of your hat. Have something ready. Have something ready. He had nothing ready. Yeah. So talk to the old man about getting out and doing something. He, he didn't even go and protest at the Supreme Court. No. He did nothing. No. He went and uh, talked bad about the Supreme Court in Europe. This outrageous decision. This extreme Supreme Court. Can't believe like to people in Europe about how the, our country is going in the wrong direction. But you have to wonder who's around them that that's what they think. Because, you know, Biden has now a few times when questioned about his low approval rating and how people think the country is going in the wrong direction, has said things about like, oh, well, the Supreme Court, oh, well, my legislation's been blocked. Like, mm -hmm. I think he legitimately thinks and the people around him are agreeing with him that the reason why he's unpopular is that he hasn't pushed things in a far left enough direction. I think some people are. There's no doubt about that. You know, I think he thinks that the reason he's not popular is because he couldn't get Bill Back Better passed, although we would have had even worse inflation if he had passed this. He's stupid still Bill Back talking Better about thing. it. They I know. Or this stupid climate thing that they want. Any of this stuff. They're out of their minds. They're coming up with every wrong plan mm -hmm. to try and do something about these things, only making problems worse. Like everything they touch just turns to ash. It's terrible. And, you know, the idea that he walks around thinking that people are upset because he's not doing more. 
I mean, I know there's some fringy weirdos. I saw another post today by some COVID psycho. They're all upset about this new Omicron variant, Mm -hmm. right? That it's like the worst one yet. It's spreading so much. And they're like, I can't believe they're not protecting us from the whatever this variant is called. And it's incredible. We're all going to, this is a mass disabling event. More and more people are dying and being disabled by long COVID. No one's protecting us anymore. It's incredible that we have no public health policy at all. Like there is a small portion of people who think the government should do more on COVID, but most people are done with COVID and don't want him to enforce vaccine mandates and mask mandates on planes and every other nuts thing. I mean, people were happy that the mask mandate on the planes got lifted. Listen to this instance of talking in circles. Mm -hmm. This is a reporter from Connecticut named John Craven, and he's talking to um, the the health czar there, whose name is Manisha something. Um, And he is asking questions that people should have been asking a year and a half and listen to her circular answers. We're hearing so much about this new Omicron subvariant. They're calling it vaccine proof. Um, if, if it's so resistant against the vaccine, how do you make the case to get the vaccine? So this is a very fair question and a tough reality that people are faced with, which is that the most recent Omicron variant that we're seeing seems to be more likely to cause infection, seems to be more likely to cause reinfection. What the vaccines still do. You hear those words? Mm-hmm. What the vaccines still do. Right. Okay, there's not much left of our, our block of original claims, but what they still do is prevent people from getting the worst outcomes from COVID. That has been consistent across now, uh, that's also not 100%. Mm-hmm. You can still get COVID and die from COVID. Right. You can. Now, but she said it absolutely, but because some things they say absolutely, some things they never say. They always mm-hmm. go cautious. There's plenty of vaccinated people who have died of COVID. Too. Right. It's the board that the vaccine helps prevent the most serious outcomes. It also seems to pre- have less inclination towards long COVID for people. I like this, her medical professional using seams. Seems to be uh, less long covid when you have it. That's what it seems like to us. Well, in fairness to them, it's a little hard to figure out what's going on with long COVID because uh, many of the people that claim to have long COVID are full of it. Seem to be lying. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there are definitely people that have very serious COVID that have like organ damage and stuff because, you know, when, you, when you're very seriously ill like that and your heart is failing and your lungs are failing and you're on a ventilator, like it leaves long-term impacts on you, right? Um, but, you know, like a lot of the people that claim to have long COVID, first of all, it seems to afflict women a lot more than men, which tracks with like, you know, lots of sort of hard to pin down illnesses, um, hysterical illnesses, right? Um, not to say it's not real for some people, but like a lot of women seem to get long COVID and a lot of them seem to have symptoms like brain fog and like being tired a lot. And what's really interesting is that a lot that not actually a lot of the people who claim to have long COVID have actually had um, positive COVID tests or positive antibody tests for COVID. Really? So some of them may not have had COVID? Yeah. 
Okay. There's not. There's a lot of the a lot of the people who claim to have long COVID don't ha, have no history of being diagnosed with COVID by a test or any other thing. They just believe that they've probably had it, maybe asymptomatically, and they and they've now ended up with long COVID. People who do get infected. So if you've been vaccinated, you are less likely to have some of those other complications that we've seen happen from COVID. So although I understand that it may not prevent all infection, when we know that we have a vaccine that can prevent some of those worst outcomes that we've seen, in my calculation and by all public health standards, it's still worth it to go out and get vaccinated. So should people get a boost? It's still worth it. <laughs> Remember that? Remember where we were a year and a half ago? You have to, you're killing your neighbor. Now we're to, it's still worth it. Yeah, I mean, and a year and a half ago, I think it probably was worth it because there still were people who were like pretty vulnerable to those variants who hadn't been vaccinated or exposed to COVID at all. And some of those variants that were back then were like pretty bad. Now we're in like Omicron world where realistically, like I've seen a lot of analysis that shows that um, that excess deaths are back to baseline. Like our actual number of total deaths in the country is back to where it was pre-COVID. Which is, I mean, that's a good sign, yeah. obviously. But it means there's like really not any traceable COVID deaths at this point. Like, yeah, people are still dying who have a COVID diagnosis, but Sorry, they, there's just the phones up too loud. there's just not actually there's just not actually like evidence that it's impacting the rates of death in this country. Which is when they turn to the long COVID and the, how this is a mass disabling event, and so many people are going to have long COVID and be on disability, and we haven't fully grappled with the consequences of this. Like, you know what? People back in time had like worse nutrition than us, got all kinds of diseases. Like, stop whining, please. Like, people get diseases. It happens, right? And like, mm -hmm. I mean, people even get bad diseases sometimes. And sometimes people die of them. And like, we live in one of the healthiest times to live in human history. It's not this is not like some unprecedented, but they've worked this thing up in their brain to be this crazy, like, once in history event when really it's it, for the scheme of things for the impact of like pandemics past like the 1918 flu epidemic or I mean going back even further like smallpox or the black death or something like that this is not this does not rate with those it's a big deal mm -hmm. certainly but it's but this isn't like black death a quarter of the population of Europe just dying off in a couple of decades this is you know, a much more manageable thing. And like, and yeah, we're not going to take no risk forever. This was actually born out. There was a, a big poll. Um, I think this was a New York Times poll. Um, but they asked people there, and this backs up other results that people have gotten lately. They asked people what they thought the biggest problem facing the country today was. And huge amounts said economic concerns, inflation, etc. Less than 1% picked coronavirus, and it was so few people that it was rounded down to 0%. <laughs> and this backs up a Monmouth poll earlier this month that said 1% said it was the biggest concern facing their family. It's really, like, people do not care about this anymore. Uh, what is your schedule like tomorrow? Can you join me on air to talk about this on the, on the show? Maybe. Alright. Yeah, um, I'll ask you again tomorrow. But, uh, you know, the 
This administration pushing back to try and fight for their right to put mask mandates on airplanes or to like push for more vaccine doses and stuff like that's not where people are like, yeah, there's this weird loud minority that have like fully invested in this COVID thing that are all about this. But it's really um, it's it's really not top of mind for now or should they wait for this new booster? So what I would say is if you've not been boosted yet and it's still July, I would go out and get that booster. Again, we've seen that chances of more worse outcomes are less once you've been. I hate them. And I'm sick of how he said he's resigning. Before Biden leaves. Whatever. I have no faith in these people being anything but the opportunistic. That tells me, I think. uh I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I think Fauci's worried a Republican is going to come back in. Well, he's going to be hauled in front of committees anyway. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah, maybe even in 2022, he'll be hauled in front yes. of committees. He'll get yelled at by Rand Paul all day long, which is going to be miserable for him since he doesn't like that kind of interview, only the really friendly interviews. So things um, are not good for the for the Biden administration. No. And it's not good generally for Democrats. Go ahead. It looks like you want you want the ball. Go well, I was going to add one more you thing today, about this New York Times. Everything Paul. you're doing today, I think you should Thank do. Thank you, honey. Um, you don't have to call me honey. One of the things that uh, was also in this poll is that um, the on the generic congressional ballot, Republicans are doing better with minorities and with women than they ever have historically. Wow. The, and that the wow. gap between white voters and um, non-white voters and men and women voters is smaller than it's ever been historically, which like you can tell this uh, CNN wrote a piece about it. Harry Enten did, who's like their poll guy. Harry Enten's good. Yeah. um, He wrote a whole piece about it and he you could like feel the bewilderment coming out of the paragraphs because he was saying like, it's interesting that like the Roe v. Wade hasn't moved like the needle with women voters that they're still voting more Republican than they ever have. Like they're still in this weird operational model from like the 90s of who Democrats are and who Republicans are and like the issues that they care about. And they haven't updated to move on to new stuff. Well, right, and the numerous ch- challenges that women had in the 50s and 60s and until 73 were, these were stories, were, were anecdotes all over the place. These were stories that could be, were much closer to the mainstream. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, things were much more obviously puritanical than traditional then, etc. So it was much more of a salient thing back then. It's not anymore. There's a thousand billion trillion, you know, safeguards to take, etc. And, you know, it, it's women have jobs and careers and all this. That It's just simply not, we're not in 1973 anymore. Right. Things have moved a lot since Roe v. Wade happened. Like the science has changed of what we know about pregnancy and the and the medicine of how early we're able to save babies and uh but but also like you point out the culture around childbearing and around marriage has changed so much since that time that it's really like almost unfathomable and i mean i think that the i think they probably got like a little bit of a bump from the roe v wade thing with certain women but i think the effect of that is going to continue to wear off more like i Mm -hmm. i think more and more people are going to go my life is still the same nothing really changed for me right i do think that that's true that the way it's done now since it's 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 a patchwork of of state laws now is that that women are looking into it, doing research, and when you do research, you learn about the issue, and I think that, that is that blunts part of the you know the, the the scare that I think that they thought that they would yeah. be having. But just to illustrate how far the culture has changed in terms of child rearing, um, Insider dot com, which I guess is like part of what the family of brands that used to be Business Insider, I guess, mm-hmm. um, they ran a piece this week. That says, moms who went through COVID breakups say solo parenting is much easier. For some, it feels like a cheat. When the COVID-19 pandemic began, Chelsea Wiley never expected her marriage to her high school sweetheart would implode. But the endless hours spending quarantine made it clear the couple wasn't seeing eye to eye on parenting. Wiley, the mother of a seven-year-old and three-year-old twin, said she tries to parent from a place of emotional awareness, but it became clear that her then-husband operated from a top-down, my-house-my-rules mindset. As the summer of 2020 wore on, Wiley said the couple began to feel more like two lonely roommates than connected partners. By October 2020, they had emotionally separated, and by the following fall, they were no longer sharing a home. Before her separation, she was horrified about parenting alone, she said. Partnered her entire adult life, she worried about single-handedly meeting the household demands of dirty dishes, meal prep, laundry, and homework. But when she and her daughters moved into their own home, Wiley found that co-parenting with her ex was, in fact, easier. She could set clear rules and expectations, which resulted in fewer messes, more efficiently completed household tasks, and delightfully, more sleep. Every week is different, but the fact that I have this freedom is something married parents never seem to have, she said. Hard data on how the pandemic has affected U.S. divorce rates remains to be seen. So then they go on with all this anecdotal stuff. They talk to therapists saying how, like, how basically great it is and how it's so freeing to divorce your husband and just go be on your own. Which I find, like, to be an astonishing thing to write, frankly, given what we know about how divorce impacts kids. But uh, the kids' emotional well-being doesn't really seem to uh, factor in here. That's right. No, this it's... is about uh, what's her name. This is about Chelsea's freedom, and she gets more sleep now, and she's more <laughs> freed, and she can now uh, parent from a place of emotional awareness. And like her husband's top-down <laughs> approach, everything's at peace. Tra la la. Yeah. Everything's great. The kids are better with dad in this situation. <laughs> I would say that that's uh, absolutely true. There is one other thing I want to bring up, which is um, this. Um, this New York Times article mm-hmm. 
New York Times article called Can't Talk, I'm Busy Being Hot. We didn't discuss this last night, did we? Mm-mm. Can't Talk, I'm Busy Being Hot. A social media movement inspired by the rapper Megan Thee Stallion strike back at the gatekeepers, gatekeepers of beauty. Um, the, the Part of it says, These days, being hot no longer pertains only to your physical appearance, but includes how you move through the world and how you see yourself. The conflict between how you see yourself versus how the world sees you courses through American life. Um, and uh, Liz Wolf, who I want to have on sometime, who's from Reason Magazine, says, uh, quote tweeted and said, The much maligned male gaze and being objectively hot, confirmed by other people, not just self-declared, will never go out of style. No matter how much Megan the Stallion and Gen Z and the New York Times want to redefine this at all as empowerment slash confidence, detached from any objective reality. And of course, she's right. And I had, I can't, I'm not going to mention that, just somebody I know tweeted a picture of herself in something rather skimpy, and she's probably weighs as much as I do, and and all the replies were, oh my god, beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful. And this is your, we shouldn't do this. One, being fat is not healthy, so we shouldn't be saying this, or lying to people. Two, generally, it's not. Technically, there is a beauty standard. If asymmetry, uh, curviness, the complexion, etc., there is a beauty standard. Generally, there are similarities between almost all cultures mm-hmm. of the beauty standard. With some little sure tweaks at the edges. Well, I'd say. but but the yes, the standard that now the beauty standard is different than who you find hot. We can see that some people are just built ridiculously well. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even know who I'd say. Like Kate Upton is hot. Megan Fox. I don't. I don't even know. But picture model. Up. Uh, uh, what's her name? Emily Krasnoshchinsky. Krasnoshchinsky. Yeah, I know who you mean. The one with the with the breasts from the Blurred Lines <laughs> video. Yes. Um, she's just beautiful mm-hmm. for several reasons, and you know, you may not be into her look, or you're into her look. That's fine. Uh, as a guy, who's the guy who plays Thor? Um, uh, uh, Hemsworth. Right. He is... Chris Hemsworth? I forget which one it is. You would say that he is beautiful. Yeah, he's a good-looking fellow, yeah. Absolutely. Bill Malugin. Bill Malugin, there you go. He's just a good-looking guy. You can't not not, see it. He's not... You're right, exactly. He is a good-looking guy. All the math makes sense. Right. He's got all the things that make you a good-looking guy. You know, uh, and nobody should be... Like, you shouldn't... Who cares... I mean, it is absolutely unfair. The worst kind of good-looking guys are the guys who think they know how to pick up women because they're good-looking guys, even though they don't do nothing to, to at all. They but. haven't earned it. It's an unearned right. privilege. <laughs> but, like, this whole thing of finding, like, ugliness, like that, that state rep or whatever from Rhode Island who did the twerking thing, mm-hmm. like, she's gross. <laughs> what did he say? Can you go and handle that? I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Are you going to be up here, Cyril, so Mommy can be come right back? Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, so it, just this idea that we're trying to push this BS on people, and it has to be, oh, yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. It's okay. Just we don't have to lie to everybody. Tom Shattuck is 
not beautiful, okay? It's it's fine, okay? I am, at this point, corpulent as hell, and at my best, was passable, but not shirtless, ever. But, I mean, just, we're not helping each other when we pull truth out of everything. Well, that doesn't mean that you can't find beauty inside, and I know that mostly women usually say, oh, come on, we don't have to judge each other. And my, uh, the producer of my show today said, oh, but people were so terrible. People were so terrible. Uh, and the model culture was so terrible in the 90s, whatever, that the models, you know, had to, you know, to team bulim and uh, really never ate and made them throw up and they were on drugs or whatever. And sure, I'm sure model culture is terrible, terrible but, but most beautiful women are not models. Models are beautiful women who want to get rich and famous or literally love having their pictures taken and happen to get rich and famous. So there's no really hate or judgment here. But this thing that we're saying, wow, Megan the Stallion has shown that there's that, that there's different kind of beauty. No, you can you can try, try to browbeat me and force me into thinking that you're something other than fat. But I'm sorry, you are. Lizzo is really fat. She is okay. Tom Shattuck is really fat. He is. It's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm not going to waste your time. That's why guys have are just more honorable when it comes to this stuff. Guys are more honorable. They are. They call each other fat all the time. Guys take shots at each other all the time. And it's healthy. It's not healthy to allow somebody to deliver this fantasy item so that they're carrying 200 extra pounds. It's not healthy. Why? How many times? And I'm a little disappointed that it's in my generation, Generation X, because I thought that we had a good good amount of appropriate uh, cruelty to... to could you, wait, can you make a decision, Pepper? To... Um, Act as the uh, boundary. Or, oh, oh. Okay. I knew that was gonna happen. Uh, hey, you know what it happens? Um, but but no. I mean, just people are terrible. People are terrible. Alice, before we get to the chat chat, is there something else that we should hit here? I mean, I really wanted to talk about the beautiful thing. Oh no, yes, I have one. So this is what things are going so bad for Joe Biden that they are now because they assume. Because the left never bothers to learn anything about the right or the center. They assume that Joe Rogan is a big conservative and a Trump guy. Because Rogan has taken ivermectin and shoots animals and didn't lose his mind during the Trump years. They assume he's full MAGA. So the left is going crazy. Yes, that Joe Rogan uh, insulted Trump. Well, about that guy is that. You know, I'm saying even when you when you watch him as president, he was full of energy, full of it every day. And they say he slept for like four hours a night. He's one of those people. He's on Adderall. God, do you think he's on Adderall? Yes, I do. Be only because there were multiple people who used to work on The Apprentice that were like he was gassed up for shoots. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he has trouble reading. He doesn't. He 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 would he would struggle to read prompter or script when he was just. Uh, let's say sober. Uh huh. So they would give him that, and he would dial in more on reading because he gets he gets very bored. They said, you know, he, gets, yeah. he would he would get bored at the CIA briefing in the mornings. He was like, I don't want to read that. There's a daily briefing you get as president. He's like, you fucking boring. read it, and then tell me. And if it's boring, so they would have to make it more engaging for him because he would. Just I heard tap that they out. would put his name in briefings mm -hmm. multiple times to keep him interested, and then <laughs> Kushner, you know, his son-in-law, yeah said that he came up with a formula 
uh, to keep him engaged. Kushner did? Yes, because, you know, he obviously was close to him and knew him well, and the formula was, um, like, two good, one bad. So if they were going to give him bad news, he'd go, you start with some good news. So they go, this is going well. Everybody's thrilled with you about this. Here's a bad thing. Also, people love you for this. Like, <laughs> so that's how you, that's how they would tell him bad news. They that's couldn't just fun. go, here's a bunch of bad news. Of course. Yeah. He's a man baby. He's a f***ing toddler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a toddler. That's exactly how I talk to my kids about uh, Of course, they didn't have to give Trump that much bad news generally because things went pretty well during the Trump presidency. So well, that sure, made but it also- easier. If you had to give Biden two good, one bad mm-hmm. for news... You wouldn't be able to come up with two good things for every well, bad thing. Well, but I'm sure they are giving him doing that with Biden, but because he's yelling at the staff, Biden is angry and yelling at the staff. But that's not the point. The point is, because the left thinks this is huge. Rogan was never a huge Trump guy. Yeah, no, ever. No, no. He was not a MAGA guy. He said he was voting for Bernie. Maybe like, the left should start re- realizing now that some people are not partisan wackos, and just because they don't, they divert a little bit from your own worldview, <laughs> doesn't mean they're wacko walmart shopping trump ivermectin white supremacists well right and they made like a cottage industry out of this like we're not going to compromise with nazis and it's like well i actually like don't quite agree with you if it's well you must be a nazi too mm-hmm. like that's not a way to win an election in this country like it just you can't win on that because you just alienate people and we're seeing the fruits of that borne out in biden's um approval numbers like across racial divides gender divides class divides people don't like this presidency um i do have a couple new tips for like some travel tips mm-hmm. from washington post but we can also do that tomorrow we can do this so you know right you've now. teased it so quickly yeah Okay, um, so basically Washington Post um, have what I felt were some very important travel tips. Um, this piece is called, Beach trips can be costly to the environment. Here's how to reduce your impact. For many people, summer is synonymous with the beach, but with hundreds of millions of Americans flocking to coastal areas each year, especially during months when the weather fluctuates between balmy and sweltering, experts say these trips can contribute to the staggering effects of human activities on beaches and oceans. Um, So you can contribute, apparently, to plastics, climate change, and biodiversity of marine life while you're at the beach. But the good news, there is good news here, is that there are many steps you can take to minimize the environmental impact of your beach vacation. Uh, First of all, it starts at home. Uh, One of the most important things you can do is not overwater your lawn. Uh, Make sure you pick up after your pets. Don't litter so that you don't cause any runoff into waterways and the ocean. Um, and also not over fertilize your lawn and grow native plants, which Great. I don't really see what that has to do with going to the beach, but we'll, <laughs> that's fine. We'll keep it in the column. Um, think about how far, far you're going. Plan a trip close to home. And also think about transportation. One of the easiest things to overlook is the impact of getting there. If you need to fly, Online resources can help you estimate your carbon emissions. Taking a train, renting an electric vehicle, or carpooling are more environmentally friendly options to consider. I'm good with it. Thank you so very much. Unless there's something that you feel strongly <laughs> no, about. No, I just thought it was important to know. All right. What's so important going to is... Going to the beach is problematic now. Chat, chat, Alice. Here we go. Okay. Sure went well. It was great. Um, I was wondering, uh, what's the last concert uh, both of you have been to? Bye. 
Oh, man, it's been a while. Um, What is the last concert I went to? <sighs> I saw the Black Eyed Peas in like 2006. Mm. Could that have been the last one? Or... I'm not sure. Yeah, I it's saw the while. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Daddies in Chicago in 2004 with my friends there. Um, I think that's it. I can't imagine going to a concert. I can't imagine what would be worth going to a concert. <laughs> like the, the getting in there to getting in line, the walking, the paying for a ticket, the walking to my seat, the sitting there, and then the listening. I can't imagine. I used to go to more when I was like in college. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, uh, yeah. No, that's just those days are over. Those days, I, although you know what looked good was uh, Kirk the Minahan show up at the Wilbur. It looked like they had a blast. They had the Steve's liar guy singing Alice. They had all sorts. Of, the band was awesome. Kirk was singing. It looked like a great time. I would have. I could have gone to had somebody cajoled me. Into going to that, then I could have possibly gone to that. Somebody told me. I assumed that I would get some pressure from minifans to go, and I got none. They were. And I have been dropped by the wayside. I was driven right well, by. They're lost, honey. I am persona non grata. Once they get going together, it is the the pretenders to the throne. You know, get cast off, and there I was, like the king who was too busy, by Fern Green. Here we go. They're right? lost, sweetie. They're lost. Poor me. I just wanted to be invited so I could say no. You know, but <laughs> maybe uh, I need to start doing uh, movie reviews with Steve from Merrimack. All right, bye. Oh yes. Uh, Tom, I think you misinterpreted the saying "thirty-five is the new 20. Just saying. When did I do even do that? I don't know. 35 is the new 20. How am I missing this? I don't get it. I never said that. 35 is... What is he... Mike, he needs me to go, but... Oh, I see. Okay, so we'll just finish. Okay, I see. I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a child demanding... Attention. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This is a trailer to Heartache. You mean Heart 8? Okay. Okay. Let's mercifully close the show out with Steve. Hi, it's uh, Steve from Merrimack responding to Tom's vicious ad hominem attack on me uh, personally and, you know, attack on the uh, town of Merrimack in the last podcast. I'm late responding, though, because I was uh, doing a poetry reading at one of the many salons in Merrimack. Correct. And uh, my latest poem, which was very long, it was like the cantos of uh, Ezra Pound, involved uh, the reason why every other town in America has Little League, but somehow Newburyport, Mass. has Pioneer League. Uh, It's brilliant. Uh, I hope you check it out. And then uh, also, the actress you were trying to think of was Pam Greer. Yes. A beautiful actress from the early 70s who was in Foxy Brown. Did you ever see that that, that, coffee by... Oh, she might be the most beautiful actress of all time. And uh, Coffee. And oh, she was yeah. also in Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. That's so the there you go. And also, I hate the Rex Reed uh, <laughs> reference because I'm a Leonard Malton man. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. Did you, ever, did you ever see Rex Reed, Ellis? Like, we're going to watch some Rex Reed, some some pinnacle of his career, Rex Reed. He was fantastic. Okay. Um, Steve... Um, Yes, technically, uh, we are not in Newburyport, uh, my friend. But you know who's from Merrimack, Alice? 
Idi Amin. Correct. Also went to Merrimack Public Schools. That is absolutely... Do you know who Idi Amin is? Nope. He was very mean. I'll just say that. But uh, (laughs) Steve will address this, I assume, very shortly. All right. Well, I feel I underachieved today. (laughs) How do you feel? I feel good. Good. You look great, though. I need to go to my child. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Here you go. You play the closing music. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. BurnBarrelPodcast.com. You can find all the places to listen. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can even... um, She said Yes, you can leave a voicemail for the chat chat. There's a big red button there to do that. And um, anything else, write us an email, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. C'est la vie. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.